everyone. My name is Andrea. And my name is Tamisa. And welcome to Hearing Us Believing, a podcast where we discuss different topics and stories that center around our Catholic faith. So we're doing things a little differently for this episode. This is our first ever bonus episode in honor of our 25 episodes released. So today Mm -hmm. we have um, something a little special for everybody. So today we have our very first guest to the show, um, my very patient, loving husband, Julio. Hello. Glad to be here. Hey, Julio. Uh, let's give a little special um, round of applause, everybody. Welcome, Julio. How you doing? You excited? I'm good. Yeah, I am excited. This is off the cuff. Nothing has been prepared. Well, <laughs> by you. Nothing's been prepared a, a, a by second, you. <laughs> there has been a very brief moment where Tamisa told me what I should kind of be expecting and I gave her an answer in the moment which I myself was not like okay yeah you know what maybe maybe it'd be better if we just came up with all of this on the spot so yeah this is I'm excited yeah I think you'll you'll do good and uh or you'll do well um yeah to me so superheroes do good I do well yes you do well because you're not a superhero but you are <laughs> my husband and also fun fact uh the day <laughs> The day this episode is being released is our one-year anniversary yeah. of being married. 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven. Woo-woo. I'm going to run a 7-Eleven <laughs> just to, I'm gonna get a slushie. Just to honor just, our love. Just to honor you guys. Honestly, I feel like that should be our signature cocktail is a 7-Eleven slushie. Because that's well, if what remember, started it. Yeah, it's yeah, what started that's it all. almost what we wanted to have at our wedding as well. We wanted to look into getting... Oh, yeah. We wanted slushie machines. But it's just apparently not that easy as you would think to... Well, I don't think anybody would think it's that easy, but <laughs> we just thought it was possible. We would think that 7-Eleven wanted to market that <laughs> and allow people to have slushies at their weddings, yeah. but turns out it's an untapped market. Yeah, it's, it was an interesting time trying to plan that. But, um, Especially in the time yeah. of COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah COVID definitely threw that out the window. Yeah, yeah exactly. Us. That's what's going slushy business for sure. It's COVID. It's COVID. All, that's that's a, definitely a hygiene hazard for sure. Yeah, people go sharing it and all that. Can't have that. So yeah, so we did get married last year on uh, 7-11-2020. Um, and it, I think it's really interesting. I think a lot of our lives have changed by getting married. But, um, you know, this is a Catholic podcast. And mm-hmm. I want to, you know, if, if you're okay with it, why don't you kind of let everybody know or tell us a bit about your, you know, your Catholic journey. Like, what has your mm-hmm. Catholic faith looked like, uh, you know, before we got together and then, you know, now that we're a married couple, where are you at now? Um, I would say that my religious journey in the past looked like an unkept grass like an unkept front yard. Like there's just a lot of weeds there and there was grass growing long. And yeah, someone was looking at it and treating it every year and like maybe mowing it once in a while, but it wasn't that upkept. Um, but I would definitely say I'm a lot more religious now. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I think there's been a lot more, I've had a lot more exposure to the right kind of way of looking at religion. And where in the past, I think I just had a very like, like, I, I felt almost proud that I wasn't that religious as other people around me were. Mm-hmm. And I took pride in being different and going off an unbeaten path. Um, 
and so yeah i think now i realize that it's something that can help you when you're just in really tough places and it's something that i actually like i, I often i find myself praying a lot more than mm -hmm. i used to in the past which is something i would barely do in the past but if i really want something now or if i'm hoping somebody else gets better or a family member that i hear that's not even related to me is is having um you know health issues mm -hmm. the first thing i think of saying or thinking to like give words of condolence to the person that is dealing with this is you know i'm gonna keep that person in my prayers and i'm going to you know hopefully um god hears my prayers and helps you out and you know I, I think a lot more about that kind of stuff which i didn't used to think about in the past so i would say my religious i'm definitely a lot more religious now and my grass is a lot more kept um it's mowed a lot more frequently and fertilized and it's a lot more green and less sunburnt than it used to be in the past <laughs> sunburnt that's that's a really good um comparison uh, or an analogy almost uh, of of your your religious life before getting married and then now that you are married do you feel that before you were married like there wasn't that kind of like structure because uh, to me so and i have always been exposed to catholicism in a very structured fashion especially because it's very yeah. ingrained in the culture and do you feel now that as now that you're married to you know, to Tamisa, who comes from that very structured household, very structured faith, do you feel like that's really helped you? Yeah, no, that's definitely a big part of it is mm -hmm. in the past, they didn't have a consistent schedule with having to go to church. Um, even with my family in the past, when I was religious um, or kind of religious, was that my parents would go to church kind of like whenever they felt like it sort mm -hmm. of like you know there's some bad stuff going on in our life or they need some help or again another family member needs help or a friend needs help so we mm -hmm. would go to church to pray for them um but it was always like a we we always would have like breakfast every weekend together and it would be we'd go out to get breakfast and it'd sort of just be like oh let's go to church before we go to breakfast today it, it was the agenda was still the same it was just sort of like adding church every once in a while mm -hmm. Um, but now we go to church a lot more often than I, I did in the past. Mm -hmm. And if anything, I, I find joy in having to get, and I've said this in the past before too, but mm -hmm. like I find joy in having to get up early in the morning on a weekend when I know everyone else is asleep <laughs> or other people that are, it just makes me feel really productive. You feel you like know? you're getting ahead. <laughs> I'm getting ahead and it just feels mm -hmm. good to start the weekend with doing something early in the morning. Yeah. Um, but also it feels great because you're, you're not just doing like, it's sort of like going to the gym. You never regret after you get out of doing yeah, yeah. that thing where you're mm -hmm. like, oh man, I'd, I wish I spent that last hour doing something better. Like, no, going to church early in the morning on a Sunday it is just an incredible feeling when you get out. You're yeah. like, wow, that was an hour well spent. Like it just got to, it's literally, I mean, the definition of spiritual, like you just align. You feel accomplished. Exactly. Yeah. Plus also, I think, Something that's been really helpful for the both of us is that we have conversations about uh, our faith a lot. Like, you'll ask me questions about, like, well, the Bible says this, and, like, what do you think about that? And then we'll have a conversation, and or I'll explain to hmm. you, like, certain things about uh, Catholic traditions that maybe you didn't know about, um, or why something is important. And I think it's helped us grow our faith more organically 
it's not like we're getting it straight from a book. It's just kind of like you ask me questions or we you give me a conversation and we talk about it and you like maybe give me some different insight or I'll give you a different insight. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely curious. Yeah, that's a, honestly it's one of your best qualities is that you're very curious. Yeah, so like well my I don't know if that's in my best quality, but I I'd, <laughs> I'd say that yeah, I'm definitely it's good to have a natural discovery for it because I think it's a lot better that way than if it were to come from a book, which I mean beforehand that is how I would learn everything. Like mm-hmm. I would just go to a book to give me answers. And I did do that with religion too. I mean, I was yeah. in a theology class and I did have to do, I did have to read about different types of Abrahamic religions and, and learn how they all kind of branch off from just one sort of belief. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but that, that didn't help me as much as us going to church and us hearing like a sermon or a homily and then me asking you about it afterwards and being like, well, why did he say this? Or why is this? Yeah. What's the deal with this oil stuff on this day? Like, Yeah, exactly. It, it's the reflection. Because everyone's going mm-hmm. to interpret the Bible slightly differently or the, the parables and the stories, like in the gospel. You're going to interpret, interpret it a little differently. It's going to hit you a little differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that they definitely... When we went, when we started going to St. Gertrude, I mean, that I felt so welcomed. And yeah, it's I, a really nice community. <laughs> it's a nice community. And then just the, the father there was so loving. The and priest. The priest, I'm sorry. Um, and it just was like, I'm sure if I had gone to church one year at a, at a whole, at a different church, at a, I guess, what do you call it? it what's the actual name? I guess you could say church. What are you talking about? Um, parish, I guess, is is it what I was looking for? Like, yeah, I could, I could have parish. gone to church at one parish, yeah, and parish. heard how their interpretation of the the sermon was. Okay, maybe I I misspoke. They're they're not going to be different interpretations. It still comes down to the same 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 message. same message. Yes, it's just it's the way how you take it to and how you apply it to your own life. Because yeah. that's the biggest mm-hmm. thing about church. I, whenever, like I was a kid, like say I was arguing with my, with my brother and then we go to church on Sunday and mm-hmm. the, the gospel will be about forgiveness. forgiveness. <laughs> yeah. And I'd be like, well, now I should forgive him. There's no mm-hmm. point fighting. He is my brother. We are family, but it's how you, you take it and you apply what you're learning. Yeah. Right. I think it's just the St. Gertrude, the, the church we go to here, the priest worded it in a way where a lot more of that message was getting through to me and maybe it was his tone where it makes sense yeah it would make sense like i guess he he maybe it was his tone the verbiage he would use or the order that he even delivered it in because i feel like sometimes that's also where the point can get kind of lost where they you know they're kind of starting off with the punchline, mm-hmm. and then yeah you're like wow that's a really powerful thing they're saying and the rest of it is not as deep or as insightful as the first thing was so you kind of zone out or not don't pay as much of attention but the, but that's not the case at all here um with the church that we've been going to and and i think it that's that's the point i was trying to get at like if i had gone to church at a different parish and i, I might have not had those messages get as ingrained as us going to this new church so i think it's just that's also important like with my religious journey so far it definitely has to do with just being at the right church just at being, the right i time. guess kind of being at the right church and hearing the right priests give the message that i i needed to hear at that time i guess 
that, that definitely comes into play. Speaking as someone who didn't have a very strong faith growing up, and now that you are married and you feel like you've gotten more out of religion, more out of church, you've expanded your knowledge of, of the Catholic faith, what would you say to someone who is contemplating becoming more religious or expanding their own knowledge of Catholicism, getting a, a closer relationship with God? What would you say to that person? Well, I'd assume that the reason that they're contemplating it is because of the same reason I guess I was contemplating it in the past, which is, I guess it's kind of hard to believe that there's someone out there that's listening and that someone else that cares. Um, But spirituality is real, regardless of if someone's listening or not. Like it's spirituality, like meditating uh, can definitely help you and has a lot of benefits like mental health wise. We're a Catholic um, podcast. You are. I get it. I, I know, and I know, and I'm. I'm not saying because I'm. I'm addressing the person who's contemplating this, who's mm-hmm. potentially like, well, I don't know if I want to keep doing this because I mean, who is there really? Is there really somebody listening to me out there? And blah blah blah. I would say that have patience with it, and really take in what it means to be in that church, and sharing that experience with everyone, where you're taking in something and you're you know there's there's a lot of benefits to not just believing in it but going through the motions of you know listening to the sermon and getting up to eat the eucharist and all that like i think there's a lot of benefit in going through it and and let, like really taking it in like if you're contemplating it and if you're kind of already skeptical about it like it's not going to hit you as hard just be patient with it and keep doing it and I'm sure you'll find the benefits. So when you say uh, spirituality and wondering if someone's actually listening, what made you come to terms that someone is listening, that you're not just speaking to the ether? I guess it, I, the, re- the thing that made me think it was listening is a lot of my prayers were being answered. And a lot of the things that I was hoping I'd get that were really difficult that I knew I I wasn't going to be able to get through with my just by myself, um, I was starting to get through those things and a lot of things started kind of going my way and you know whether whether that that be a coincidence or not I don't think really is the point the point is that what got me through it was that I was praying was that I was asking for help and you know I I I got that help so you were asking you were asking for help as well as working hard towards that goal to what you were trying to achieve exactly yeah that makes a lot of sense and that also reflects back on what we've mentioned previously in in the podcast where Mm -hmm. you have to do 90 percent of the work god gives you that extra 10 percent and gets you there to what you're trying to do especially if yeah we completely believe that if it's meant to be it will happen but you have to put in that work to get there yeah and i think that's really interesting too julio that you're saying the prayer the action of prayer and seeing your prayers being answered was really like that first step that pushed you into I guess like exploring your faith right is that correct to say yeah I just think that's really cool because I think that would be something that pretty much anybody can can start with um because I think there's something really powerful about prayer that maybe gets forgotten is like to to ask anybody for help is like so vulnerable, right? Like you, mm-hmm. like it takes humility to 
look at your situation to look at yourself and be like okay I cannot do this on my own and I need help and um, I feel like prayer is such a intimate moment that I think that's a really great way to start start a relationship with with God or your faith definitely us the same thing like you said going through the motions and also being open to the experience like you were saying before I think those are really great tools that people can can implement one thing I just want to add to that is there's there's more to it than just going the through motions. the motions yeah. there's a reason behind every action that we mm-hmm. do in 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 Catholicism if we do something mm-hmm. it's there's a reason and purpose behind it Exactly. When you like meditate on why we say certain prayers or like what lines mean or why we're kneeling uh, before the Eucharist, like when when you take the time to contemplate that, it's like, wow, this all makes so much more sense. And it also feels just so much more like heavy. I don't know how else to say it, except like it's like it has so much weight to it. Oh, which yeah. It's to me, it gets me excited. I'm like, that's neat. Yeah, yeah, I remember when I wanted to learn or memorize the Hail Mary prayer. Yeah. And the only way I was able to do that was to really break it down to understand what it was saying mm-hmm. and what the point of it was. Mm-hmm. And because, of course, like when you're when you've gone to church for so long, because I've been I mean, I have been Catholic my whole life. So I have gone to church. I have gone through the motions. And at some point you get numb to it. Um, yeah, but when you really true. break down why or or what you're saying and what you're doing it for it gets so deep and it yeah. gets very i it don't know how to explain it i don't know how else to, i don't i don't want to just use deep and real i want to use like it's powerful yeah it's really powerful and you start to feel like almost i, I mean i the first time i so back to the hail mary thing like when i was learning the hail mary mm-hmm. and when i really started realizing what it was saying and what i was praying about or what what i was saying it for like it's it got it gets you emotional like you start thinking wow this has been around for hundreds of years and it's made it's helped so many people and it's you know it's 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 last for so long um so yeah i mean it's definitely it's definitely powerful stuff that you can it's easy to go unnoticed Mm -hmm. how powerful it is because you've gone you've been doing it for so long but when you break it down it's like wow you were all a part of this yeah (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Julio, for enlightening us on on your spiritual journey. Like, I I really hope you continue expanding your knowledge and embracing your relationship with God uh, as a Catholic. And um, you've married someone who is very devout. So I'm trying my best. (laughs) You got a good partner here. Oh, for sure. I attribute a lot of my religious findings and, and newfound love of religion to Tamisa for sure she's definitely the one who exposed me to a lot of this and, and showed me the path well she pushed you also to get your confirmation she's like uh do you want to share that story Tamisa yeah I mean do, do you mind yeah no of course yeah yeah uh pretty pretty simple uh, pu- push me well I I it's not like she was pushing literally like physically making me go or anything it's it's what I knew was the right thing to do yeah so uh, eventually, you know, I think we've mentioned this before, but like me and Julio met in high school and dated throughout college. And we really early on got to a point where we're like, hey, like this is a this is going to be a forever thing. So we got to start planning that. And uh, early on, I knew that second day after I met you was going to be a forever thing. Oh, high school sweethearts. 
Aww. That's some real stuff. I'm not even, I get the awes all the time and I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, everybody's face. rolling their eyes. This is my real life. This, this is really happening. I did it. Yeah. But, <laughs> okay. but once we decided mm-hmm. that we were going to um, be getting married, like hopefully in like in a couple of years mm-hmm. or like start that process, um, you know, something that is required before you get married is to have your, your, um, all your sacraments, all your sacraments completed and, Julio, you were missing the sacrament of confirmation. Mm-hmm. So I was like, great news. You go to a Catholic university. Let's get this going. And uh, yeah, DePaul had a great like, um, a great program to help you get conf- confirmed. I was your godmother in confirmation or your sponsor, sponsor. I guess is yeah. what they call it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was... That was an interesting experience. My dad kept teasing me <laughs> about it. He's like, how are you going to be his godmother and also his wife? <laughs> I'm like, I we did know. it. We did it somehow. Look at us now. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, that was, I mean, that was another, another time where I think I learned a lot about religion mm-hmm. that was powerful too. Cause I mean, it's, I guess it's a, it was seeing a bunch of people my age that, or not even my age. It was yeah, kind of were, a. There was a mixed bag, but there's definitely uh-huh. some people your age, and they were like in the same position. Like you guys were in the same starting point. Yeah, and there was some people there that I had seen around campus before too, who I guess I, or maybe like I, I knew friends of them, and I didn't think they were that religious. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, religion doesn't have a face. It doesn't have like there's no specific type yeah. of person that's religious or not, and so. You know, it was cool just getting close to people and getting to talk about um, the different things, the different things we were learning about in those classes. And it just, yeah, that that was a good time. I had, a, I definitely had a good time doing the confirmation, and it wasn't like, you know, agony or like <laughs> you guys were or you were forcing me to do it. It was something that I knew was the the steps, the right steps. It take. was a gentle nudge to get you to take this. I wasn't a do it. I mean, if we were gonna get a married, it's I had I had to do it. Yeah. You, you got confirmed, you guys got married, you completed another sacrament, added it to mm-hmm. the list. Boom. Next thing we wanted to do, so now that we have our, you know, our introduction with you, Julio, you've explained to our audience your religious journey. Um, what, how about now we test your knowledge of the podcast and how well you know Here us and our stories? Yeah, pop quiz. Oh boy, my favorite, pop quiz time. Trivia time. This is you're gonna like this. These are really fun. Okay. So yeah. it's gonna be short. We're not gonna like drag this out. I already have like a few questions already written down. I know Tamisa has questions prepped, and we're gonna make it easy for you. It's gonna be multiple choice. Nice. Okay. Because I, I mean, I have not seen a lot of this podcast. Listen I'm not you. like I've not listened to every episode. Mm-hmm. I've li- I can count on one hand how many episodes I've listened to on this podcast. Was it just a, a solid two and a half? No worries. Wow. After we're done recording, you have so many that you can listen to. Oh, yeah. Whole 25. Pl- yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. You're welcome. You're going to be very <laughs> occupied. Um, okay, Andrew, you want to go first? You want me to go first? I can go first. All right, Julio, you're ready. Yes, I'm ready. Where is St. Michael's Cave? Is it A, <laughs> Italy, B, Turkey, or C, the Holy Land? 
the Holy Land? <laughs> no, that's not my answer. That's not my answer. I just thought Why it was interesting. Why are you giggling at the Holy Land? That's what we. That's what it's called. That's what because the other places to. are like geographical locations I could see on a map, and the last one's just the Holy Land. The ho- okay. Well, okay, which I know so, is a real place, but is- like it ain't gonna be on a map. Like I'm just okay. Uh, I'm gonna say A, Italy. Final answer. Ding ding ding! You are correct. Italy. Wow. Mm-hmm. I actually did not know that. Shh, don't I mean I did know that. Yes. Just Proof just smile and say yes. That was the episode I listened to. <laughs> that was the episode was I listened episode to. Episode number one. You should have listened to that. Yeah, actually. I think it yeah, I did. You did listen to that, to that one. one. Okay, here okay, I have a question for you, okay? Mm-hmm. What is a stigmatic? Is it one? Someone who sees divine one. visions? Do I a. mean A. Yeah, A, that's what I meant. I actually have it written as A. It's fine. <laughs> I can do numbers. I'm very flexible. No, no we're keeping the same format. Keep... Consistency. A, someone who sees divine visions. B, someone who receives markings from Christ's sac- uh, crucifixion. C, someone who was uh, uh, part of the first missionaries. Or D, someone with bad eyesight. Another easy one. It's B, final answer. Be someone who receives uh, the markings from Christ crucified. Mm-hmm. Ding, ding, ding. Correct. Boom, boom, boom. All right. I so, actually did not know that one either, but. I, I would <laughs> have laughed so hard if you had said someone with bad vision. I know. <laughs> Every time I say stigmatic, I think of a stigmatism. A stigmatism. I can't say that word. But yeah, that's what I think. I of. think I still said it wrong. Yeah, Andrea had it right, though. Stigmatism. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next question. Who is the ultimate betrayer? Is it A? Tamisa. <laughs> she doesn't count. You married oh, her, so she doesn't count. Bank, my bad. Yeah. All right. Is it A, Lucifer, B, Judas, or C, the Antichrist? All right. Just for clarity's sake. The Antichrist and say and Lucifer are two different people. <laughs> yes, they yeah. are, two, they are different two different people. People. Duh! I knew that. That'd be a <laughs> dumb question. You were just clarifying for the listeners, yeah. In case they skip that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In case someone who wants to start being religious starts on the bonus episode, then yeah. You clear things up for Here them go, very, buddy. very easy. Uh, this very one's early for you. On. Yeah. Um. So the answer, okay, is going to be, is it, was it Judas that did some real bad stuff? He did some, like, who, who went and killed their brother? Just, I think somebody asked him to kill their brother, but you know, all right, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go with, because I know Lucifer was an angel and then he pretty much betrayed. So, I mean, I'm. A Lucifer, because it, but it sounds so easy. I feel like on a test you don't put the easiest one that makes the most sense. But I'm gonna. I usually go with my gut. Judas, when I'm on a final test. answer B. Judas, final answer. Are you positive? Are you sure you're not gonna go with your gut? Because I always go with my gut. You know, I always say, don't second guess yourself. Yeah. I already went. I said final answer. Well, you are right. It is Judas. <laughs> Did he kill his brother? No, he, he betrayed, betrayed Jesus. Yeah. Oh, uh, his homie Jesus. Yeah, that's my man. His brother. Like, not literally <laughs> His blood brother, brother from duh. another mother. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow, I'm a, I'm a three for three. 
Yeah, yep. surprising. You, you got three. Let's hopefully you can keep up this streak. Doubt it. Okay. Next question. Mm-hmm. In Dante's Inferno, how does Dante get out of hell? Is it A, he has an epic battle with Cyrus and Judas? B, he has to answer a complicated riddle? C, he climbs down Satan's genitalia? Or is it D, he trips Satan and uh, causes him to knock his head and fall unconscious? Okay. Just something I'm noticing right here. Andrea's has three, and yours has four. So you're making this a, a quarter harder than than Andrea's questions. That's but okay. She's making it more fun. That's fine. That's fine. That's okay. I'm your wife. I have to make it harder for you. That's your job. It's my job. <laughs> okay. I almost want to say climbing down the genitalia one, because that one just sounds so funny. Um, it's definitely not the last one, just by your tone that you said it. Or was it like, I don't even remember what the last one was now. Are you trying to make fun of me? No, I'm not making fun of you. I'm just using context clues to eliminate some answers here. Which So it's not D. Um, epic battle just sounds too easy. But I mean, these stories are like hundreds of years old. That is what they mean. Well, just to clarify, Dante's Inferno is not from the Bible. It is a, it's a, a book. book. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't as it's it's yeah. it's also it's still hundreds of years old. Ain't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah. Just okay. wanted to clarify. Uh, so I feel like, yeah, people were weird as hell hundreds of years ago. I feel like the climbing down the genitalia was par for the course. And then could you just what what was B again? He uh, had to answer a complicated riddle. Oh yeah, that one's just so funny. I love that. Riddle me this, Dante. <laughs> <laughs> to get out of this, answer this question, you'll get out. I'm going to go with the genitalia one. That's my gut. Ding, ding, ding. You're right. He does. It's a, it's a very confusing part. Um, and I tried to explain this the best I could in that episode. But yeah, mm-hmm. he's like climbs up his legs, gets mm-hmm. to his genitalia. And then from the genitalia, he climbs down. And somehow that's the center of the universe. Mm, of it's, course. It makes all the sense. Mm-hmm. So, so when, yeah, as, as you were giving these possible answers once you hit genitalia because i already knew the answer i was dying so hard (laughs) i had to turn away from my microphone just so julio couldn't hear me (laughs) i was dying here yeah i love that answer it just it's so goofy and i'm glad see i knew it was gonna be something like that i knew people back in the day they they were into some weird stuff. And I knew the, <laughs> the first one just seemed like it, it wasn't going to be it because it sounds too cool. It sounds like the, the most basic one where it would be an epic battle. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyways. I was really uh, hoping you four. would go with the uh, Lucifer fell and hit his head because, I mean, Dante's Inferno came out like, what, 1500s to us, I think, or, or late 1400s? I think it was the 1400s. Yeah, I think it was I the think. 1400s mm. as well. So it was 15th century. And then Don Quixote, it just, because it was very out there where mm-hmm. it makes sense where someone would fall and hit their head. So mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping you'd stay along with that same line and go with that. But okay, I, I, I digress. Um, yeah. Next question What is the best weapon to fight the devil? Holy is water. It, Final answer. <laughs> Wait. Is it A? <laughs> Prayers. 
B, the rosary. C, holy water. Oh. Or D, going to church. Okay, wait, is the question, what's the best way to defend against Satan? Like, is he in front of me? Am I in a room and like, oh, shit, Satan's here. No, no, no. What's the best weapon to fight the devil? Best weapon to fight. Okay, exactly. Yeah, so that's why I wasn't picturing, like, I walk into she, a room and boom, the there goes Satan. It. Right, right. Okay. All right. Um, going to church seems like it'd be the right answer. Holy water. I literally was just memeing there, so I don't think it's... I mean, we have holy water in our home. And when I think of anything... If anything... And we've used it. Too spooky happened in our house, that's the first thing I'm going for, for sure. Mm -hmm. I almost wish we had it in a super soaker, because then we'd have (laughs) amazing accuracy with it. That's almost what I was going to say was going to be my final answer as a joke. I just couldn't think of it quick enough. But I'm going to go with rosary, final answer. Are you sure? Positive, 100% positive. You, You don't want the super soaker, then? I should cancel that order. Keep that order. Keep that. Keep order the order. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Just keep keep that in. I really like that super soap. But, okay. But rosary, final answer. Okay. All right. Ding ding ding. You have that run right. <clears throat> the rosary. Yeah. The rosary is the best weapon to fight the devil. Mm-hmm. Even Padre Pio said it is the weapon of this time. That might be why I, I even thought of that. Because that, I really did like that movie, Patri Pio, because your madrina told me to watch it, and it really hit. I even took notes on it. Yeah, I remember. Like, I, t- I, I would pause it and write notes and then keep going, because I liked it. So, I liked it a lot, but I also wanted to have a lot of stuff to talk to her about it and, like, <laughs> let her prove to her that I watched it. So, that might be where <laughs> I got that. You were expecting a quiz, kind of like what you're going through now. <laughs> exactly. I expected a quiz. Yeah. All right, then. Let's keep this ball rolling. Next question. Mm-hmm. These get really hard, just so you know. Sure. Okay. Which was one of St. Nicholas of Mira? And we're talking about the St. Nick, a.k.a. the originator Santa. of Santa Claus. Um, so which one was, which of the following was one of his miracles? Mm-hmm. Was it A, communicating with animals to deliver his gifts? B, healing the king of Mira from illness? C, was seen flying at night, or D, resurrecting pickled children from a barrel? <laughs> That's not funny. Pickled children is not funny. They were dead, and they probably tasted amazing, but it's not funny. <laughs> Why would you think about tasting children? Well, I thought pickles, and they made me hungry, and I like pickles, so I thought eating them. I hate pickles. But, all right. Okay. This is Saint Nick. This is Saint Nick. If kids like Santa so much, how come you pickling them in the past? So D is not the right answer. Okay. Um, The the flying thing fits the script for old Saint Nick. That's what he'd be doing. He also does enslave reindeer to help (laughs) him ship gifts. So A is also seeming kind of tempting. But that's how I know those are the phony answers. It's B. He healed the, what'd you say, king of Miri, Miria? Of Mira. Of Mira? Yeah, that's the one. That's the one right there. Eh, wrong answer. The pickled children, wasn't it? Yeah, he, resurrect, he <clears throat> resurrected 
the children that were pickled in a barrel. There was so legend goes that there was a oh, um, he saved, he saved them. them. He's I said resurrected. Oh, I thought he was doing the pickling. Do you understand what resurrected means? I did. I just did not. <laughs> I I let my fantasy get the better of me. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know the image of pickled children is really really awful and. Honestly, I feel like it's it's a running joke for me and Andrea right now, and it's really bad. But, yeah, no, he resurrected the children. There was a butcher who was murdering children, and he would pickle their bodies in barrels. Sell the meat. Yeah, to sell the meat. To sell the meat. And St. Nick found out and stopped the butcher and resurrected the children who had passed away. Oh, you don't say. Yeah. Well... That's something I didn't think I was going to learn today. <laughs> you here we are. <laughs> I was today years old when... <laughs> I was today years old when I found out old St. Nick originates from saving some pickled children. Resurrecting so, some pickled children. <laughs> resurrecting. Yeah, I cannot like... That word it cannot stick. But yes, he resurrected pickled children. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's my mm. first one down. So First what, one what, down. Yes. We're, is this question six now? That was question eight. We're 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 going back and forth. So you have was that s- question eight? Yeah. Oh, it feels like it was because I did I did four already. Tamisa, that was your fourth one. That was my third one. That was one two. Shoot, am I mad at math? Final count so far, Julio. You have five right, one wrong. Okay. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Next question. Now that I actually know where I'm at now, um, mm-hmm. where was Saint Nick from? Was it A. Turkey, B. Italy, C. France, or D. Morocco? Hmm. This is a now. This is a really tough one. I have absolutely no idea. There's no context clues or phone a friend i can use to it that i think would help me get closer to this well there was one context clue i did say where he was from which was the area not country um but if you had listened that might have been a clue here's the thing i'm i don't listen (laughs) especially if it's coming from you so (laughs) that doesn't help much um (laughs) i i almost want to go with morocco but I don't know if that's your curveball that you threw in there. And Turkey seems legit. Italy, for some reason, doesn't. I don't know. I don't know. Saint Nick, Italy. Can he swing that? I don't know if he can swing that. All right. What was the other? I think I'm missing an option here. France. France. Turkey. I'm gonna go with Turkey. Yeah, you're right. He was from Turkey, <laughs> modern-day Turkey. Honestly, this is like some divine intervention of you getting these answers right. Because you say it, and you're like, it could be this, but nah, nah, nah. And then you go with it, and you're right. <laughs> what could I say? I'm a genius. All right, Tamisa. Let's okay. see if you can break this streak again. Ready? Okay. I guess I don't really have a streak. I'm starting over again. This is really important. Okay. Okay. Why do we fast during Lent? Mm-hmm. Is it A, to, hold on, I didn't understand what I wrote. Okay, yeah. So I guess it's not A if she doesn't know her own answers. <laughs> I, like, wrote this on, like, Andrew, you can even see it's, like, t- like 
uh, sticky notes. I wrote them on at work. But um, give yourself some credit. That's like a legal. Yeah, they're like the longer, the yeah, longer sticky notes. That's not just a regular old sticky note. Anyways, okay. Is it a to emulate Jesus's forty days in the desert? B to honor Christ who sacrificed his flesh for our sins. C to brittle our desires of the flesh. Or D, all of the above. Jeez, we got an all of the above. The curveball. Okay, what was the what was C again? To brittle our desires. To brittle our desires, right? Of flesh. Of flesh. Our fleshly desires. Fleshly sounds wrong. Those almost all sound right. Um, which wants me, makes me lean towards D. So yeah, YOLO. I'm, I'm gonna go with D. Are you sure? I'm. Positive. I mean, that was clearly the curveball. You saying it's clearly the curveball after I said that's my answer makes me believe I got it right again. Ding, ding, ding. You got it right. <laughs> ah, Back I, on the streak. Two yeah. for two, baby. Oh. Okay. Mm. All right. Okay. So now you're at seven correct, one wrong. Mm-hmm. And I believe this is going to be the last question. We're only doing nine, Teresa. Or do you have another one? No, that, that was my final one. Okay. I have one more. Make it something hard, yeah? Who is the patron saint of coffee and ugly people? Easy. So easy. Can't believe it's this. She's going to give you options. <laughs> oh, well, clearly he doesn't need to hear the options, so let's let's hear the answer. Uh, it's the Starbucks mermaid. Final answer. <laughs> Starbucks mermaid. Okay. No, no. Do you do you want to leave that as your final answer? Because I can I can just no no put no. A mark. I don't want to hear these options. Okay, all right. Is it A. Saint Clair of Assisi, B. Saint Blaise, or C. Saint Drogo? Those all sound like it could be it, but Drogo sounds ugly as hell. <laughs> so I almost want to think it's everybody that. who's but named it- Drogo feels offended right now. It, no offense, Drogos. It's just out of these options, I had to choose the ugly one. Because did you say it's something to do with uh, it? Was coffee and ugliness? Patron saint of coffee and ugly people. They coffee need a lot and of extra help. Ugly people. What an oddly specific saint. Like someone's going through the list of who do we not have covered yet for saints, and it's like, well, we got coffee and and I guess ugly people. It's like just just combine it and give it a Drogo. Call it a day. It can't be. It's got to be the first one. Um, Something Assisi? St. Clair of Assisi? St. Clair of Assisi. I know I've heard that before, which makes me believe it's not the coffee and ugly one because that's not at all related to what we were talking about before someone mentioned her. So maybe not. You might have heard of St. Clair of Assisi because Assisi might ring a bell because of St. Francis of Assisi. Oh, that actually is. That's that is because they're they're both from Assisi. Assisi, but Saint Francis of Assisi, he's the patron saint of uh, animals, right? Yeah, or pets. Like we we took the cats to to church. Yes, that's actually that's probably what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what you're thinking of. Uh But that's Saint Francis. And then just just for shits and gigs, what was B again? Saint Blaze. Saint Blaze. Okay, I'm gonna go with. Drogo, final answer. Dang! All right, you got that one right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh. 
just for the fun of it, do you know what St. Blaze is the patron saint of? Uh, it's, it can't be related to anything with heat or fire because I'd be just way too No, it's spelled head. differently. It's spelled differently. Can you spell it for me, Andrea, please? Blaze, B-L-A-I-S-E. Blase. <laughs> He's so blase. The saint of taking it easy, uh, seizing the day. I don't know. Okay. What is St. Blaise? He is the patron saint of throat ailments and wool combs. And it's so messed up. Throat ailments because he saved a, a boy from uh, choking on a fish bone. So it was stuck in the throat. He got it out. And then wool combs because that's how he was killed. He had his flesh torn with iron combs that are used for combing wool. <laughs> and they used it that- to shred his skin. Isn't that just so awful? Like you were talking about the committee that determines patron saints. They had a sick sense of humor with that one. Right? Oh my it's like, oh, Blaze, he knows all about wool combs. That's for sure. <laughs> oh my it's God. just cruel. And then St. Clair of Assisi, she is the patron saint of television. Of television? She's, so when did she get? She was declared the patron of television in 1958 by Pope Pius XII wow that's what's her story uh she was too ill to attend christmas uh midnight mass that was being held Uh in the basilica of saint francis there in assisi but supposedly she could see and hear it on the wall of her room whoa so that she's ahead of her time (laughs) she has that on demand streaming (laughs) on demand streaming on the wall (laughs) oh my god wow okay all right, Julio. Well, you know what? You deserve a pat on the back. You deserve a, a beer, something to celebrate. To me, so pull him out a glass of wine or something. Uh, you have eight correct <laughs> answers and one wrong. That's really good. For someone who doesn't yep. listen to the podcast, I'm very surprised. You got that mm-hmm. many right. Uh-huh. I think I think we just took it too easy on him, Tamisa. Yeah, next time there's going to be no multiple choice. And you bet your bottom what? there's going to be a next time. <laughs> No multiple choice. That's all right. It'll be a written answer. Short <laughs> essay. Yeah, short essay. I have to turn in and get two page minimum, 750 words. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. <laughs> well, Julio, I am so glad that you joined us today. This was a lot of fun. Also, happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary, baby. Oh, happy anniversary. Thank you, Julio, again, for, for doing this. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. I had a good, had a good time doing it. Well, we loved having you here. I think uh, this is going to have to be something we're going to do regularly, um, probably every 25. Tamisa, what do you think? I think that's a good a good goal. Let's do that. Another, We'll try to do another guest or another quiz or another do something fun like this in another 25 episodes. Um, well, thank you, Julio, and thank you, everyone, for listening in. Yeah, thank you. We really do appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoyed. Um Please don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us at Facebook and Twitter at HIB Podcast. And if you like what you're listening to, uh, consider leaving us a rating and a review. If you ever want to uh, send us an email about anything you'd like, you can reach us at hearingisbelievingpodcast at gmail.com. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you guys next week for our regular episodes. Bye. Bye.